The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Tonight, we're venturing into a conversation that promises to be as enlightening as it is profound. Joining us is a guest whose experiences and insights challenge the very fabric of our understanding of life and beyond, Isabella Green. Isabella isn't just a thinker, she's a doer, a modern-day mystic, if you will, who's traversed from the concrete jungles of finance into the esoteric realms of metaphysics. Imagine this, living life in the fast lane, in the heart of the New York scene, and then something shifts, a reawakening that catapults her not just into a new career, but into a new reality. Tonight, we're not just scratching the surface. We're diving deep into the mysteries of existence. Isabella will shed light on what she has discovered about the reincarnation cycle, a concept that has intrigued and baffled many. What is it really about? Why would anyone seek to escape it? And if they do wish to escape, how is it even possible? We'll explore the essence of what she refers to as the soul. Is it trapped in an endless cycle? What does that even mean? And let's not forget the experiences that have led her to these revelations, out-of-body journeys, near-death experiences, and her unique perspective on what lies beyond. We'll also touch upon the concepts of other dimensions, heaven, hell, and the void. What are these places? Are they real in the way we think they are? And then there's this fascinating idea of quantum travel. How does it differ from what we know as astral projection? Why should we, as seekers of truth, even consider this concept? So, prepare yourselves for a conversation that's bound to be as captivating as it is enlightening. We're about to journey through questions that touch the core of our existence and our understanding of the afterlife. Get ready to delve into these mysteries and perhaps, just perhaps, find some answers. Isabella Green is coming up next. Welcome to Veritas. If this is your first time listening, welcome home. To access tonight's full interview and all of our exclusive material, simply join the Veritas Plus family by clicking on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. And while you're there, don't forget to check out the Veritas store for a range of great products, including focused life force energy. Experience the power of FLFE with a 15-day free trial today. No credit card required. Discover the Veritas Digest series on Amazon. Multiple volumes, each unveiling the truths they don't want you to know. It's more than just reading. It's an awakening. Secure your copies today. If you're looking to get in touch with Mel, have a guest suggestion, or would like to provide feedback, simply click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. So sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's show. And now here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. The title of the book is Leaving the Trap, How to Exit Reincarnation Cycle. Her website is Isabella Green, that's with an E in the end, dot com, directly from Sedona, Arizona, very close to me. I'd like to welcome Isabella Green. Hello, Isabella, and welcome to Veritas. Hi, Mel. Thank you for having me on the show. It's an honor. My pleasure. And by the way, my apologies. Last time, my assistant double booked us, so we missed it. But guess what? I think that uh, it's more timely now to, to, to discuss all the things that we'll be discussing tonight, right? 
Isn't that always? So, yeah, perfect timing. Thank you. So, leaving the trap, can you share the moment of realization when you, what inspired you to write Leaving the Trap? I'll be honest with you, it's a mystery to me a little bit because um, I sat on that material through most of my life. I started astral projecting. I started um, looking into reincarnation. I started looking into um, the way the people depart from their bodies through my sessions. So astral projecting, I started when I was 17. Um, and then the rest of it was over the last 10 years, but I calmly sat on my material. And then this year, it kicked in really strongly that you have to put it out right now. And when I, it was, it, my entire book is based on uh, my experiences. It's, that's it. I never read about this. I never knew that other people were talking about the same. But once I put the book out, it turned out that it's very timely because there is material that has been produced. Like David Icke wrote the book, The Trap, and my book is Living the Trap. I didn't know that. And The Dream also. So he describes the situation and I described the way out of the situation. And then there is another book that, uh, but Thomas Meyer's book um, about the influence of vaccinations on uh, the ring, uh, trapping the people in the, within their incarnation cycle. And so, wait, in 2023, all of a sudden, I have this really powerful urge to go ahead and, and put the book out, and I wrote it in three months. It's not a, a, a huge book, but as far as I know, it's the only book on the market right now that offers uh, the solutions rather than just pointing at what's happening in the afterlife dimension. Can you share the moment of realization when you felt you didn't belong here? Birth? <laughs> yeah, well, it's probably been the entire, the, my entire life. Um, although I did my best to fit in and I did uh, everything that's required, you know, the corporate job and, and um, the kind of lifestyle that is considered to be, um, you know, the the paradigm that we're living here, but the, deep down, it's always been, it's always been, well, you know, I know I'm not from here. And then lately, or not really lately, about within the last 10 years, I remembered the decision to come into earth. And I also remembered um, being, coming into the physicality or the physical form and being born into this incarnation. And so all kinds of memories came in that confirmed that I didn't necessarily sign up for this popsicle stand but <laughs> except the very first time and since then it's just been recycled here same like everyone else that's a question a lot of people ask you and i'll ask you from the beginning because many people say to me now well when the time comes don't go into the light and you know when people say i had an nde i had a near-death death experience and always i see this beautiful light and it's pulling me but some people say, don't go into the light and you won't come back. Do you think that's true? I think that there is a false presentation of every spiritual occurrence on this planet. And this is what we call the matrix. So I believe that there is the true light and that's the source of, of all creation. But the 
false presentation that we experience during near-death experiences and also at the end of our lifetime that makes us think that that's the true light and so we gravitate towards it that is something that um is there to confuse the soul and it's definitely i had a couple of near-death experiences and i definitely know um that that that's like a vacuum cleaner it pulls you so hard you barely if you don't know um what how to resist it it's just vacuuming you right up that's it there's no no other choice now how did your early experience shape your path towards exploring reincarnation and and spirituality well i had gifts i was born with with uh gifts gifts of vision and being able to connect to um spiritual like non-physical occurrences on earth but i was always told don't talk about it don't mention it uh, don't do it and then i went into the corporate world and i became normal i shut down all of the all of these experiences but before that happened i happened to learn how to astral project uh that seemed to be something that w- w- I was in a group of friends that was doing it. So we were also projecting with remote viewing each other. We were uh, using our gifts. And that was something kind of like a part of the group. So at that, I started exploring the astral plane. And I started noticing that if I fly over the cemetery, for example, uh, then there are all these aggressive kind of human ex-human non-physical spirits or spirits that look like humans that are kind of in a negative attitude and if i go into a little um kind of better or higher dimension or part of the astral plane oh then we have the rainbow light and the music of the spheres and it's just so pleasant and like the heaven heavenly realm that we um talk about here that is told about so i started suspecting that all of that that we hear uh is just happening in the astral plane and you can go there if you know how to astral project and there are other people uh, like preston dennett who went uh, a number of times to interact with his mom who was passed on and he described that kind of heavenly realm too um i explored a lot of the lower astral because because I was curious uh, to kind of test my abilities and stuff. I even learned how, like, I tested uh, my ability in what's called astral combat so that you're kind of more safe in that space. And that is not a pleasant space. And uh, But I just, I was kind of, I was in a teen, you know, a young person, teenager kind of, and I, I wanted to battle the bad spirits kind of thing. So I explored that lower realm quite a bit. And I believe that that's what we call hell in this, you know, in the scriptures and in the books. It's all within the astral plane. We have a little similar path. You're, we're in Sedona, close to Sedona, and uh, we also work in the financial world and now we're somewhat deconstructing it by unlearning a lot of the things we learned. Right. Right. So what is your perspective when it comes to religion? 
You know, there's, you can't even get the amount, but I believe estimates say about 4,000. And then within each one, you may have hundreds of them. So there are thousands out there. What is your perspective on traditional views on reincarnation and karma, especially from Eastern religions? Well, the Eastern religions, the Eastern traditions, the um, Hinduists and, and Buddhist traditions, they all cater towards getting out of the reincarnation cycle. It's all about liberation. Do your work, prepare yourself here so that you can get out. It's all about that. I'm actually right now uh, reading Yogananda's book, the um, autobiography of the yogi, and all of the teachers within that tradition, they all talk about liberation, getting out of the reincarnation cycle, freeing yourself from the whole Maya experience, the human um, the human trap of desire and, and recycling yourself here based on that. But as far as I know, these are the only traditions they even talk about the reincarnation. The rest, um, the rest kind of seem to point that there might be something after, but nothing before, or where did we all come from, right? And, and it seems that the whole subject of reincarnation is not really um, in the light there, as far as I know. Uh, of course, I'm not a theologian, so I don't really know all of the uh, perspectives. But there are beings in the scriptures that are the ones who are running the reincarnation cycle. That is definitely present. And so we're being prepared to look at them as heavenly beings, to look at them as the ones who... Um, we have to follow or, or we should follow because they know better for us and they want the best for us. So once we pop out of the human form and we uh, uh, gr greet it with the angelic looking beings and, and white dresses, then we just do what they tell us. And they tell us, hey, you know what? You didn't do so good. Go back and, and suffer for another 100 years. And, and then that, that happens over and over. It seems Western religions, well, actually, even Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, they all have you know, Sikhism too, they have heaven and hell. And you could ask some people and they might say to you, oh, I'm so happy. I feel like I'm in heaven. I think this is heaven. And, you know, to many people that could happen if you go to a forest or a nice beach, you think this is so beautiful. But to some people in other parts of the world, they may say to you, no, to me, I live in hell. So how do we know where we are? I don't think it depends on where you live or what tradition you're in. Uh, we have we have the concepts of heaven and hell ingrained in us, and so we use these terms loosely, like "oh, this was heaven," or "oh, well, I feel like I'm living in hell." It it depends on where the person is within their life. If the person is spinning in drama and, and in constant suffering, then they would say they're in hell. If the if the person just had this incredible experience of, of some sort of mostly usually physical pleasure, they will say that was heavenly and that was like experience in heaven. Um, I don't think that majority really have a very good, clear knowledge of what that is from the perspective of actually having visited it in the astral plane. How do you, because obviously your experience is different than most people. How do your experiences and insights differ from 
say, conventional beliefs? Oh, I, where do I begin? This is a little, this is a little uh, broad. Do you mean my beliefs about the um, hell, hell, heaven, and reincarnation cycle, or just my beliefs overall? Both. Okay. So I, um, I have experienced uh, the, what's called the source consciousness, the God consciousness, the state of samadhi in the Hindu scriptures. And that showed me the oneness and the unity of everything and the fabric of reality, how it's made and what it's made of. And after you've had that experience, all of the stories that we have here in uh, the uh, books and the scriptures, you kind of start, you know, looking differently at these things. So from the broad perspective, um, once you've experienced the consciousness of source, there is no such thing as one particular God or one particular um, physicalized presence. They knew that they are a part of that. Jesus knew that. Krishna knew that they are a part of the God consciousness. That's they experienced. They had the same experience. They had the experience of Samadhi um, and they experienced the liberation that that brings to your mind and, and your perspective on the world and your perspective on, on on what's being taught here in this reality. So I would just say, I think that covers all of it, really. Now, karma. Karma is such an important aspect, and we discuss this all the time. Can you discuss the role of fear, punishment, and judgment in traditional karmic law? Are you kidding me? That's what it's all based on. And people are people are conditioned from the very beginning through various beliefs that, hey, if you're not good, if you don't do what the scripture says, what the book says, what your priest says, what your mother says, then you're a bad person and you're going to pay for it one way or another. And... Uh, that is very much what the handlers of the reincarnation cycle utilize when when you uh, if you want to get out and they trapped you already and they're presenting you with your life review and they're saying hey you know what you're no good you have to go back and pay off your karma and Talk to anyone in the yoga community anywhere. They're all talking about pain of their karma. Or, oh, I'm in this god-awful relationship that perfectly, by the way, matches, perfectly matches my childhood trauma, but that's not being looked at. What's being looked at, oh, I'm, I'm in this relationship because I am paying off my karma. Sure, that's, well, here's another 300 incarnations for you. Keep paying. That's a good point, what you just said. And we hear that and we see that all the time. Uh, people who, you know, for example, uh, a man or a woman, and they get into a relationship and it ends the same way time and time again. And they say, oh, that was my childhood. I'm just, uh, I, it has to be this way. It's almost epigenetically doing it that way. But why is it that they attract that? How can they change people- that? I help people figure that out, by the way. A lot of people come to me for my sessions, and a part of my sessions is, is showing them why that is. And basically, 
what you put out, you get back. That's the, the vibrational law of, of the universe. And so when they have been conditioned over and over before the age of six to experience the same kind of emotion, they vibrate in that. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com because you don't want to believe you want to know subscribe now to listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material proceed to the veritas plus member section or join the veritas plus family by subscribing click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com don't forget to visit the veritas store for focused life force energy get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.